1: But but we had gotten to the place we said, Okay. Right. And um and we were man, I don't know why that just hit me. Um we were we were in my apartment and, and she started to unbutton and she had this look on her face. I said, What, what, what? Um she said, I just I just always thought I'd wait. And I said, Button your shirt back up. And we and we went we went in man I don't know what's going
2: okay yeah, that's good this is this gonna bless um, somebody this gonna bless and we somebody. went
1: into the living room and and I said listen okay here here's what's gotta happen you, you know that pink sweater you got you can't wear that around me no more mm. see now I remember that yeah I said you know you know them them Jordan-ass jeans you can't wear that when we go out by ourselves anymore.
2: We put porn to shame.
1: <laughs> the womb isn't just about where I give Talk birth to Talk about it. Talk. The womb is about where we give birth to perfect. Talk.
2: I was basically all of her nevers. I never imagined my journey would inspire people all over the world.
3: You have set a standard in love.
2: I was dating a young lady who helped me heal. Wow. This woman is a ride or die. The
0: conversations have really helped me to
2: change my perspective on relationships. I had
3: 19 attorneys at one time that were speaking into my ear. 19, 19 attorneys. attorneys.
2: My, my, my last relationship, you know, it did a number on me. What you did not know is I had a whole little situation lined up that evening. Your transparency is literally setting people free, and you're unique. You ain't like nobody else. I, I noticed that right away. You can make me cry. <laughs> Um, thank you. I received that.
1: Let one of them Barbie doll bodies walk over here. You gonna say, Dear Future Wifey. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're gonna go right in that box.
2: I'm Laterus R. Whitfield, and welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. I'm your host, Laterus R. Whitfield. Listen are you still shacking up with us this is season five now you have no excuse if you're still shacking up with us can we finally make a commitment listen we're two years into this thing come on hit that subscription button and subscribe man today's episode i'm really looking forward to it why it's because i love sitting at the feet of wisdom this brother jumped on a live a couple of months ago with Bache and Jay. It was our two-year anniversary live, and he started dropping all these gems. And I said, you know what? I got to get more of this. I love sitting at the feet of wisdom. So without further ado, welcome to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. My new homie, Pastor Cal Copeland and his lovely wife, Elise. How y'all doing?
1: Good. Doing Good.
2: So we want me to call you. I know that when we started off, we had a little debate about what to call you. Should I call you Pastor Cal or what what should I call you?
1: My mama named me Calvin. You can call me Calvin.
2: Okay, call that's you Calvin. All, that's all it takes. All right, so I'm gonna call you Calvin. And I'm do I call you Elise or Miss Elise? Elise is
3: fine.
2: Elise, okay. So I'm gonna call you Elise. So um you know why I got you here, right? I think so. Why do you think I asked you to come on the podcast? On the live, I said I gotta have you on here. Why do you think? Uh
1: because I got a a lot of talking to do. Uh, <laughs> I, I looked at that live recording, and I didn't realize that I was on that thing for like 15 minutes. I was, I was like, like we might as well do the episode right here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I said, let's go and have you. And then I knew that a brother, you spoke so well of your wife that I said, I want to see this woman that you're speaking so highly Ain't of.
1: Ain't she fine? Ain't she fine? She's she cute. She got a nice ooh, little shoes on, yes, looking all Lord. youthful
2: and fly. Yes, <laughs> That's Lord. what I'm talking about. Look ooh, at you. Yes, Lord. So we're going to call this episode Fairytale Love. We're going to call it fairy tale Love because, brother, you did something that was amazing to me. You said, I ain't going to tell you a story. When did you know this woman was your wife? Uh, I was 12 years old. Hold on, hold on. See, that's going to shock everybody. <laughs> you was 12 years old, and you knew this woman was your wife. Yes, sir. How was that?
1: She she walked into church with her mom and her two sisters. I elbowed my brother, and I said, that's the one. That's he, the one. He said, the one what? <laughs> I said, that's the one I'm going to marry. Now, I'm 57 years old, so so I know how crazy it sounds. But I also know that my 12-year-old self was never more serious. Really? I I still to this day know that.
2: That you were serious at 12? Yeah, yeah so okay this okay okay at least i got i got to bounce that off of you when did he tell you that though did he tell you that at a young age like hey you you gonna be my wife or he just said hey i want you to be my girlfriend circle yes or no
3: well he didn't tell me that until after we i think we started dating because if i would have heard that i would have looked at him like okay he's kind of crazy." <laughs> I mean, really. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, this it. guy's kind of weird. So, but I, I don't think you told me that until we actually started dating. At no. what age was that? We well, we actually started dating when we were the end of our junior year mm-hmm. high in high school. school. Because I really was really <laughs> mean towards him. You was mean? I was mean.
2: At least you was I mean. You was so nice. Come what on. you know about being mean though, Calvin over here. Get her. Get her. Get her, man. Yeah. Get her. Man. No, get me at
3: 12 years old, I was guy, I, I mean, it was there was no interest, and so but my family kind of kept encouraging him, saying "Hang in there."
1: Hey, you, heard, you heard that? Yeah, your saying, family, at least your you family have to be her. A nicer. Her family yeah. was, encouraging. was encouraging me. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. I just want to make that on camera.
2: So, what do you remember her family saying to you? So, was that around your? You say you around your junior year?
1: Yeah. Well, well, you know, twelve years old. I don't know that I said anything to anybody, um, kind of thing, and I'm sure that it probably just looked like. You know, puppy love kind yeah. of thing. Um, uh, but around fourteen, I started feeling like, you know what, I, I really, but I, I couldn't figure out how to do it. <laughs> um, uh, but but um, I think a couple of times I asked her for a number and she'd say no. And uh, I remember this one particular time I was in the basement of the church, and her mama comes up to me go, baby, it's it's gonna be okay. <laughs> 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 and so and so I didn't realize that I had me a whole cheerleading squad at her house, uh, helping me out, uh kind of thing. But uh, she was she was she she if you was gonna get to her, you 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 was gonna you gonna earn it.
2: So answer this, what did you have interest of somebody else around that age? Uh oh. Uh oh Well
1: no, no.
3: It's just that at that time I was just about school. I School was my thing in regards to because I was in the drill team. I didn't have time for that. that that's so you were one of the young
2: girls that was focused. You weren't one of those girls that was boy crazy and nothing no, like that. You said I'm in these books. Yeah, yeah. But your family is interesting because most of the times families and I'm hearing y'all were raising the church and all that. Most of the time the family would be trying to not allow you to date, but they're encouraging him.
3: Well, no, because he was a they. They knew him. They saw he he was a nice guy, and so they saw that in him, and so. They just tried to encourage him, but I was telling you I was a mean I was mean.
1: She, she was, mean. I was mean.
2: She was mean. So when did it change? What 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 shifted?
3: <laughs> For me, I it, I think it's because I I matured. And then his persistence.
1: Now she ain't taught. She you know, it's them Lee jeans I had. <laughs> <laughs> them Lee jeans, boy. Yeah. <laughs> them Lee jeans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: Go ahead. Tell it. Tell it. Well, those two, you did look
1: good in your <laughs> jeans. So. Yeah. yeah, it's been a while, y'all. It's been
2: a while. <laughs> <laughs> so, around what age group was that? I mean, what, was that your junior year when y'all actually started dating?
1: Yeah. Summer, summer before our senior year, we started dating.
2: The,
1: the actual date.
2: I know you don't remember that. that don't, he remembered Calvin, that. you don't remember the date you started dating this girl. I know.
1: June the 5th. 1982 we had just come from seeing rocky (laughs) three come on now listen y'all y'all can check that date that that was that was the weekend that rocky three came out you can check that
2: date. wow and so you said what to it you remember what you said to it? now
1: this is where it gets a little funny because now you gotta remember 12 years old right
2: you told your brother right that's the one
1: 14 I start to have some epiphanies but but I finally get to the place where she's giving me her number and we have we have talked on the phone a couple of times and the only reason I joined the choir because she was in the choir okay I'm gonna tell the truth huh you know listen um so I joined I joined the choir and uh and uh after choir rehearsal um you know usually this is the funny part, usually her mom and her they jet they out right but this time, mom stayed back, so I got a chance to walk her to her mom's car, and uh, she was a little salty. She was a little. I said, like, "What's what's wrong?" And she, you know, now this is after four years of her,
2: yeah, just just right? curve. you. So now I mean, she's
1: so. now she's like, "Where where where this relationship going?" I said, "Where's it going?" I said, "Well, let's go to the movies, and uh, we'll talk when about it." Again. Rocket three, and so we went to the movies, and. Um, it, 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 we were sitting in the movies waiting for the movie to start and one of her classmates walked in with somebody and she said she's with him and I said what's the matter he don't look good enough and she said looks ain't everything and look Terrence, I said so so do I got everything that mm. she said yeah I said man with well, this movie man I can't wait I,
2: are you going to no try to flip you just, you just act like it didn't sink in right <laughs> She, but you want to cry in that moment? Oh Jesus! Thank you yeah, Jesus! Right.
1: Thank you Jesus! Come on, come on, man! You. You, you, come on, man! I'm gonna on, keep it playing real quick. I'm so, gonna keep it playing. So, 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 so she got mad. Ooh, she was fired up because she opened the door. Yeah, and, and, you, just, and like, you just, you just, you just like, like, oh, anyway. Yeah, this is cool. But, but I was watching the movie the whole time, going. She said, "I got." it. She said, "I got it." She I said, got got "Everything." Got everything. <laughs> I got everything. <laughs> Lord, Jesus. And so, uh, after the movies, I asked her if she'd be my girlfriend. She said, "Yeah." And uh,
2: What did that feel like? For me? Yeah, for you. You've been sitting there at 12 um, years old. This is, this is a step closer to the manifestation of that which you saw at 12 years old. Well,
1: and, and it's funny because, you know, at 14 years old, I remember being in church one day, and the preacher started the sermon by saying that, that half of the people that get married get divorced. Mm-hmm. Then he said, it doesn't matter if you get saved or not. Mm-hmm. And I remember at 14, I got mad. I was like... Well, what am I doing up in here? If you're having the same success, what the? So, so at fourteen, I started looking in the Bible because I wanted to know what the Bible said about marriage. Mm. And at fourteen, the only thing that I could find that the Bible said about marriage is you get married so you can have legal sex, guilt-free sex. <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm sorry, that's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's
1: all I. That's all I saw.
2: Better to marry than to burn.
1: So now watch this though, but but. I saw that, and I liked that. I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't mind. But but then I thought this. I said, man, there's a lot of girls that I wouldn't mind having sex with. Right. If I be honest, 14 Fact. years old. Of course. But then I said this, but I don't want to marry none of them.
2: Mm, that's deep.
1: And so and so, there was something different, right? So so he said this thing about divorce. I said, well, let me see what the Bible says about divorce. So you find in Malachi where he says he hates divorce. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. But then I found in Matthew where the religious leaders was trying to trick Jesus. And Jesus responded by saying this Moses allowed divorce because of hardening of heart, but from the beginning it was never supposed to be that way. Right. Now, now, did I did I go write in some notebook those scriptures and no. But at my 30th wedding anniversary, when people started asking me about it, I realized. That I started making decisions based on that scripture. At 14. At four at 14. What I heard at 14, it said in me because what I realized that if if hard hearts cause divorce, then healed hearts must be those other marriages that are working. Teach. Not now, but once again, 14 I didn't know that. No, I didn't know I was saying, no. I didn't know I was thinking that. 16, I didn't know I was thinking that. Thirty years of marriage. I didn't know I was doing that.
2: You were just married and just doing but, the right yeah, thing. But when
1: people started asking me, "How do you do this? How y'all not just married? Y'all look like y'all like each other. Like y'all still look like y'all." And 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 and, and we literally got into an argument a couple of years ago because when I got married, I said I'm gonna stay on my honeymoon, right? Mm-hmm. And so a couple of years ago, she said. Come on, we I ain't on no honeymoon. I was like, I'm, I'm on the honeymoon. She said, we got kids and a mortgage, and I said, listen, I'm on the honeymoon, and so she almost talked me out of it.
2: <laughs> she
1: she she almost.
3: well, because well, you wanted to name. Stop the, the microphone
2: closer to your mouth, please. The
1: honeymoon
3: phase—that's what you. I said, in reality, it's to me, it's not a honeymoon because you have life. Not responsibilities, responsibilities, and it—it's it, it, not bad. We had a good times, bad times, but it's not a honeymoon. Is you're not saying la la land, but everything's before the, the
1: real deal hits. That's my opinion. Right, <laughs> but so now you, 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 you I, I, I kind of conceded. I said, okay, we ain't gonna call it honeymoon phase, but what are we gonna do? She's, I see, you. she done forgot already. <laughs> it's it's two her. years, but we talked about how how we're going to not allow. Anything to stop us from making each other a priority. priority. Okay,
2: okay. That's it there. Mm-hmm. Hold on. You got to say that one more time.
1: Go ahead, Elise.
3: To make each other priority. That's the key.
2: Why is that important, Elise?
3: It's important because if I know that I'm his priority and he vice versa, there's no way that anything else can get in the way.
2: Facts. So. What made you come to that revelation?
1: In yeah. terms of making each other priority? Yes. Well, because once again um 7 years of dating right um that that developed in me um discipline because, because uh it, it ain't easy being no teenage boy it it ain't it ain't easy it ain't it ain't easy being no grown man it <laughs>
2: exactly
1: it ain't it ain't easy um I'm the youngest of six boys mhm and um my 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 father was 42 years old when I was born. Wow. Right? Mhm. So when I turned 16, my my routine was on Saturday morning, I would go get my brother Eric's car and I would go to the joint uh to pick up my father. Okay, let me. The joint. My my daddy played cards um all night long. And so and so I would go to pick him up from the joint and I would take him to breakfast in hopes that he had had a good night.
2: Mm-hmm. Want some money.
1: Cause if he got if he had a good night, then he slipped me some money and then my weekend is good
2: with a leaf. Yeah.
1: But we go we go to our favorite soul food breakfast restaurant in in in, in Buffalo. And it was Gigi's. you y'all,
2: y'all from Buffalo, New York. Buffalo,
1: New York. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And um and and we would go Now, So now I'm 16 years old. He's 42, 52, plus 6, 58. Now he's 58 years old. He's divorced from my mom. Um, And all of my life, I've known this. My four older brothers got the shock of their life. But all of my life, I've known that my daddy had a whole other family on the other side of town.
2: You always knew that.
1: Because I was so young. Because by the time I'm five years old, he's now 47. And now the secret is out. Oh, okay, right. But yeah. my four older brothers, their memory the house, is they, yeah. yeah. But my but in their their growing up days, you know, dad dad was mom and dad were nuclear family. They didn't know yeah. And so and so the way they found out, one of my sisters knocked on the door one day and said, "Can we speak to Roland?" And my brother Eric went to go get my brother Roland, <laughs> and my brother came to the door and said, "Yeah." And she said, "Are you named after your daddy?" Hmm. Roland said yeah he said well i'm she said well i'm here to see my father mm-hmm. so 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 that's how they found out so it 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 did some things mm-hmm. right but for me it was all i ever knew right so here was the blessing i met breakfast with my dad who is now 57 no
2: 58.
1: 58. 50, 58 he's 58 and i'm not talking to dad i'm talking to Roland yeah and and he is talking from his place of regret he's talking he he <laughs> you know you know every now and again he'd have some colorful stories that probably I shouldn't have heard at 16 years old mm-hmm. but but there were other days that he would talk about man if i had just done better with your mother you know he even got crazy one day and said man do you think she'd take me back i said but nick you is you Okay, okay, but but now but now but now I want to emphasize: sixteen years old, I wouldn't I wouldn't taking notes at those at those breakfasts. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, you just listen. I
1: was like, dude, did you did you can you slip me a? Hundred? Did you get yeah. did you? So I wasn't I wasn't it wasn't registering with me. Um, but but once again, thirty years later, I'm trying to explain to people how least and I are the way we are, and I'm realizing how much of an impact seeing him had on
2: me fumbled the ball right fumbled it and you decide to say all right and in your subconscious you said i'm gonna be better i'm gonna do better without even acknowledging what you had seen
1: well yeah and 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 and, you know I, i did acknowledge to this point like um i acknowledge that i wasn't gonna sleep with just anybody and and that was hard uh, it was it was hard. Um, um, can I say it one more time?
2: So t- Tall. It was it, hard. It was hard.
1: Um, <laughs> um, but I, the other father in my life was actually her father, and so uh, he, he 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 at the time we, he wasn't a real talkative man. He didn't, you know, he was he was one of those fathers that when you when you walked on his driveway you knew it was his driveway he he was he was
2: he king of his castle
1: look here and 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 if you didn't know it
2: you're about to know it
1: (laughs) but but there's one thing that i knew about him every day at six o'clock i knew exactly where he was he was sitting at his kitchen table with his family eating dinner that's beautiful now i don't know what they talked about yeah I, i don't i don't you know I don't know intimately how their relationship was. I don't I know none of that stuff. But I know that in the 40 years, and it's still going on to this day, that I have known him. If I ever want to reach him, I call him at 6 o'clock.
2: So you've seen, you're stuck in this juxtaposition of two different worlds. Mm-hmm. I see this world where, unfortunately, my, my father fumbled the ball uh, and our family, and then I see my wife's father like you know i was about to say cosby show but that may trigger people (laughs) (laughs) you know you see what you see on tv you see this tv show love where people are actually sitting at the table breaking bread together yeah uh what did that do for you as a man
1: Uh, once again i don't know that i was consciously thinking about it um but but it made me underst- or understand believe i don't know if, which word it is but it made me realize it was possible
2: yes that's the that's that's um, what i want to get at
1: and and um and it was normal like like it was normal now now once again my mom she raised six boys yes she did uh none of us went to jail she actually has less grandchildren than she has children
2: oh wow Wow yeah I want that to less, sink in for yeah. a minute yeah that's like this
1: she has less grandchildren than she has children why is that um is
2: well, everybody married
1: uh three of us are married one died um and two are divorced um I'm
3: just trying to think of the grandkids how many numbers
1: yeah there's 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 uh addison Junior, right? Then there's Erica and Aaron. Then there's Alan and Alexis. You're
2: right. So it's four of them. Wow, that is
1: true. Well, actually, she has the same number because Addison. Addison got another daughter in Atlanta. So. <laughs> 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 so, 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 yeah. But, 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 why is that? You asked. Um, it, my, you know, my mom was was was. The kind of mom that you would often hear about in terms of black families now um I'm a pastor, I'm one of three of the boys who are in ministry wow um but 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 I'm also uh and I think I shared this a little bit on the live um I don't like to play church uh, and so uh i want I want whatever I believe about the word of God to challenge me. I think too often people challenge the word and they don't allow the word to challenge them. Teach. Um, And so, and once again, I think because I was so young, um, you know, 12 years old, I'm in church, 14 years old, I'm starting to ask these questions. Um, And you know, and I didn't always see that in the people in the pews. Right. Uh, And I don't, don't, it was a grace. I I don't know why, other people's um, uh, hypocrisy. I don't. I don't know why it didn't hit me that much. I, I know it did cause me to leave the church for a while.
2: Let me ask you this, because you drove a point home. You said mm-hmm. it several times, and I think men need to hear this. Mm-hmm. You said you just didn't want to have sex with just anybody. Yeah. Why did you say that so many times?
1: Because it was hard, and and um, um. But but I also know this. That once again, as I look back, it was a thing that strengthened my relationship vertically with God, and it was a thing that strengthened my relationship with my wife.
2: But was that something that you saw? Like, like did you? Was there some model, some man modeling not sleeping around with different women?
1: No. Listen. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. I got. I got. I got. I got five brothers. Yeah. Right? Um. My dad was one of 13 kids and six of them were boys. (laughs) The uncle that I'm named after, Uncle Cubby, we used to call him Uncle Cubby. When we go to his house, his coffee table was a stack of Playboy books.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so part of of what happened with me being the youngest of six boys with a father who had a huge family. um, I hope this doesn't sound crazy. But like, pornography and it didn't like I didn't have to like I hey um, can I let me it's it's right in front of your face and so it didn't um I looked but it it didn't grab a hold of me and I think part of the reason it didn't grab a hold of me um is because I had in my sight something that was real
2: hold on I need you I need you people that may miss that (laughs) pornography is a fantasy and mm-hmm. we talked we, we we uh they mentioned that at the hill uh Jess hill bro yeah. uh thing that we went to yeah, last and, night uh, Last wonderful. night, and in that they unpack how pornography affects men that's a right. lot of times women don't believe that pornography does anything for that's men right. what break that down for the brother and the sister that's struggling with pornography what does pornography do to the male psyche it said
1: it sets unrealistic goals straight straight up it, um um it 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 will have you believing that you're supposed to perform and kind of things that but but more importantly it 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 detaches um your your soul from from your body and let, let me see if i can say it this way i i I, this is why I always, I always teach it, and 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 I had to teach it to five year olds. It was my first assignment when I taught. I said I was called to ministry. I Had to do a Sunday school class, teach on the Trinity. Um, um, but 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 I would tell them this. I'd say I am a spirit. I live in a body. I possess a soul, and my soul is made up of my mind, my will, and my emotions. I am a spirit. I possess a body. I mean, I live, live in a, in a body. body. I possess a soul my mind will mill on my emotions. And so um my my body 14 15 16 17 18 19 how old am I now? 47 57
2: dear. 57. <laughs> I was <laughs> say 47. Could have gave me on, 10 I'm for, years. I'm 44. I say like, you are 3 years yeah. older than me.
1: But but <laughs> my 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 body wanted things, right? Yeah. That that the Playboy books and all that kind of stuff could have satisfied um, um, but it really couldn't satisfy. Right? It could have made me numb. Now, once again, I got brothers and I got uncles that I'm watching. I'm going, okay, okay. Um, uh. So can I let me go to one more quick Bible deal? Uh, and,
2: and I and and no, I think I, I said you know, this. No, I, I think you know. I said this on the left. No, no, you you you're derailed because you are about I'll to go, unpack go, go ahead. something. Go ahead. What from a soul standpoint and the body standpoint? Mm-hmm. Detaches a man from a soul level when there's pornography involved.
1: Because because when there's pornography and 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 I and I am dealing with an image that's on a piece of paper or on a screen, then it becomes about me. Um, and and you know it's it's like they talk about they talk about how drug addicts their first hit yep. they spend the rest of their life trying to get to that same hit. Right. Uh, kind of thing and um uh, that the pornography it could never get the right hit and 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 you're get detached but now watch this my body just keeps wanting it I'll even go this far and say my body keeps needing it yeah like you know
2: I m- m- <laughs> yeah, like, you don't want to talk? Talk. So, so, you wanna so, so, part, so, part, so
1: part of what, part of what the blessing was is this, you know. At least I saved, trying to do right, trying to live right. I went through a season when we were dating, and I was low key trying to figure out how to get there to my apartment. Yeah, amen. Right, I'm talking to her. You know, I love you. You love me. We love each other. You, you listen, right? And so, you know, by this time, she ain't been quite so mean. <laughs> and she, she telling me she loved me back, right? <laughs> So so she and she, she she'll say she doesn't remember this. But but we had gotten to the place and we said, Okay. Right. And um and we were man, I don't know why they just hit me. Um we were we were in my apartment and, and she started to unbutton and she had this look on her face. I said, What, what, what? Um she said, I just I just always thought I'd wait. And I said Button your shirt back up. And we and we went, we went in, man, I don't know what you okay? To yeah,
2: that's good. This is gonna bless um, somebody. This is gonna bless somebody. And we somebody. went
1: into the living room and and I said, listen, okay, here, here's what's gotta happen. You, you know that pink sweater you got? You can't wear that around me no more. Mm. See, now I remember that. Yeah. I said, you know, you know them, them ass jeans? You can't wear that when we go out by ourselves anymore. Right? And so like, she would she would touch me every now and again. And I say, You can't touch me there. And so, and so it took her a minute to realize what I was what was going on. Yeah. But what happened was is it is it it developed a a level of intimacy for us to the place that to this day she knows what kind of women I like.
2: That's she, good. she
1: knows what kind of women I'm attracted
2: that's to. That's good. That's good. Mm-hmm, that's true.
1: Now, now we talk about help mate. Yeah. Uh I I'm in love now, right? I ain't I'm good. And she said, Calvin, no, stay away from that one. Mm. I said, girl, you don't come on. Yeah, girl ain't thinking nothing about me. She ain't been wrong yet,
2: Terry. That's good. So, so
1: she not hadn't been a few years. Yeah. So I say, Baby, what you what you what you think about? She goes, she that one okay. I said, okay. Um and That's so good.
2: yeah, and so but it's powerful as a man that you allow her to be your accountability partner. Yeah. Because most men, because I, I used to do that in my marriage all the time. I used to be like, girl, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. No, 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 no. And just deflect, deflect, and then I'm having an affair. Mm-hmm. And then and then one day I had to. I wrote down on a piece of paper and gave it to my wife, all the women that I had an affair with. Oh, Lord. I wrote it down. I said, this person, it was just oral sex. This person just did this. I wrote it down and gave it to her. It was the hardest thing for me to do. It's like giving her everything and then for her to weaponize it against me. And she didn't. And she looked at that and she said, I already knew some of these people you you, yeah. you would. Yeah, Because she knew the type of character that the, the, those women had. Yeah. She knew what type of character I lacked. Yeah. So she just said, it's a perfect yeah. storm for something to happen because yeah. I'm watching this type of woman. That's yeah. the type of woman that would sleep with you. Yeah. And then I'm going, oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was like, oh. but yeah. the fact that now going back around the, the second time around, my wife will have the full authority to check me like that yeah. and be like, "No," but to be transparent enough, like you were, for her to know you well enough to be like, "Yeah, that's your type right there."
1: Now, see the transparency, a yeah. uh, uh, Genesis, Genesis, Genesis. Um, and I just remember I told you I think in the, in the live when I called in that this thing has been been wrestling with me for the last three years, and I saw some of for the first time where, where you know, the first thing that God said about man was that it's not good for them to be alone.
2: That's what he said.
1: Right? Then you get to the place that he says they were naked, naked and, unashamed. and unashamed. Right? Then it says that the serpent, who was the wise or most cunning out of all of them, right? The way I like to say that is, is that the enemy had a plan. But now, here's the thing. When he spoke to the woman, he said this. He said, now... um, you will have a desire to rule over your husband, but he will lord it over you. Now, a couple of things. One.
2: Unpack this.
1: First, first of all, God wanted to have relationship with us. Remember, he said in the cool of the day,
2: mm-hmm.
1: he came down to talk as was his custom. Yep. And so, with that one plan that the enemy had, he separated us from God, and he separated us from each other. And as a result of that separation, the Lord said, "Because of the mistake you made, y'all gonna be at odds with each other." Yep. Now, now, but he, but 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 here's the thing. You know, you know, and I heard this for the first time is the scriptures talk about says how Adam said, but this woman you gave me. Yep. But wait, but wait. What did God say that the woman was? Bone of my bone,
2: flesh of my flesh.
1: And so he listened to his flesh.
2: Uh, see. <laughs> That's good. Right there.
1: See see if 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 we as men would learn how to stop listening to our flesh. And I'm 57 years old and it's still trying to talk to me. Mm. Mm-hmm. See. Mm-hmm. See. It 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 never ends. No, 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 no. It never ends.
2: Until the day your spirit leaves your flesh. So
1: we talk about this love that's a fairy tale. Yeah. Um, part of the thing that allows it to stay fairy tellish is that I know that there is a possibility that she could wake up tomorrow morning and say, I'm done.
2: Really? You still believe that?
1: Well, well be, be, because the Bible says that the heart is desperately wicked, and no man knows what it's capable
2: of. Ooh, see, that's the part. See, that's the part that makes people uncomfortable about marriage now, right. because it's saying that, hey, I've gotten to this. I I got this revelation. I feel the way I feel. I I saw that this was the woman for me yeah. at the age of twelve. She yeah. was going to be my wife. I protected her when my, my loins was burning. Yeah. And I told her to put her clothes on. Then I fireproofed our relationship by saying, hey, don't wear these Jordass jeans. Don't wear that pink sweater. Yeah, don't yeah. touch my knee like that. Yeah. I did all that. Then we stayed married for 33 years. And it could be a day that you wake up and say, huh, I'm done.
1: And because as well as I've done in some areas of my,
2: The other areas you failed. Other, I, I,
1: I have hurt her heart.
2: Let's talk about that at least he said there's been areas that he's hurt your heart and he believes that there's moments That's because scripturally that's sound doctrine. Mm -hmm. Um, You can wake up one day and say, you know what, I'm gonna go do this on my own. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been at that place where you want to walk away?
3: Oh, yeah, there's been times.
2: And what made you stay?
3: My relationship with the Lord.
2: So your relationship with my relationship
3: with the Lord is it's because I, I don't want to hurt him, God. And because I don't want to hurt him, God, I'm going to keep fighting. He's my priority.
2: So what do you think about women nowadays who say, you know, I can do battle by myself. I ain't finna be sitting in no no, no relationship if I'm not being served. Whatever that is, I'm not gonna get into details about what made you decide to walk away, uh, in those moments. But what do you say about that? When women say, you know, women are the leading, the They're leading the cause of divorce by the ones that's actually filing. So women are the ones that's filing for divorce. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's the tune of like 85% of marriages are ended by women. Um, But here you are saying, as a woman, saying that, yeah, I've been hurt before. I've gone through whatever we went through. And he's saying, yeah, I ain't been always right. And you say, yeah, but I'm going to stay here for the Lord.
3: Stay here for the Lord. But he he, he gave me Calvin. And because... The healing part, because there's some women, they haven't found one that's gonna be working to heal their hurt places. We've discovered that and we're gonna to continue to do to constantly work on healing each other in our hurt places.
1: Teach. It and and I wanna emphasize that this revelation just came to us what, or three a, a, a year ago, three yeah, years yeah. ago. She she said it like this when when we did our podcast and we were talking about you know, um, healing each other's heart. She said, Calvin, I always wanted to work at marriage, but I don't know that I was ever thinking about healing your heart.
2: That's what I'm saying right there. Right.
1: Yep. And, and, and so then do you want to talk about like, why, why is that significant relative to our growth as a relationship?
2: Good. Well, for, for, well,
3: for me, it's, I think it would have been easier if we if we had a gotten this earlier in our marriage.
1: That's why I started my podcast. <laughs> yep, yep.
3: Because then, then I would because of things that we've gone through, I wouldn't keep bringing them up. Because there was a hurt place in regards to why he was doing what he was doing, right? And so hurt place in me, in you, yeah. right? And so if we were truly knowing that the purpose is to heal each other, yes. I think it would have been more easier
1: yeah
2: hopefully that's making sense it's making a whole yeah, lot of sense be, be,
1: because because one of the things she said was this she said she said when i was doing it because i love the lord low-key i was judging you in some places
3: yep yep
1: low-key low, low, low key, i was like well he should have done better and why did he do that and how did he get us into this place and huh right but now but now once again i want to show you the grace of god um dur- during during the national uh, foreclosure epidemic. Mm. We we were one in the number.
2: Me too. Right. Miles was twenty ten,
1: and so and so, um, we had to move out. And, and and then within two weeks of getting that notice, uh, it's crazy stuff going on my job. I got fired from my job. Mm. Right. And 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 I'm sitting there, and that's when we start talking about divorce. And I literally said, I said, listen. I ain't gonna like it, but I understand. Mm-hmm. Cause, Cause, you know,
2: this is what the, it is. the failure
1: it is. that you feel, right? Now, now, now. Later, we come to find out the mortgage company had done some of the illegal stuff. We got a little bit of money back, but that didn't help us at all. On the day we had to move out, no, it sure don't. So, 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 we would have moved out, moved in with my mama, living in this room about the size of your <laughs> studio, with my daughter, and she grabs my hand one day and she says. She said, just just help me, help me see. I can't, help me see. And Latarius, I thought, you still believe that I can lead you? You, 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 you still? And man, that was all I needed to then go to God. Because I didn't, I didn't know. I, I didn't I didn't know and so the lord the Lord started instructing me to do things and so i'm a I'm a chaplain I'm a life coach I'm a pastor and I'm a facilitator and at that time I was doing voluntary facilitation for nonprofits to build up my resume for facilitation so I did this one facilitation they called me back the next day and they said uh Calvin I said yeah. Said we really appreciate what you did. I said thank you. He says, "Listen, we wanna we wanna offer you something." I mm. said, "What's that?" He said, "Would you would you plan this youth conference that you just helped us facilitate? It was a collaboration of all these different organizations." And I said, uh, "I said sure." She says, "Listen, it, it's got a couple of problems." I said, "Well, what's what what?" He said, "We have done nothing to plan for it. <laughs> it's got to be delivered within the next. I think it was." Sixty days, yeah. no more than ninety days. Um, she said, "But the good news is, you have an enormous budget to use." <laughs> He's like, "That's all I need to hear. Let's work." And then she said, "This." She said, "And in fact, you have to use all of the budget because it was a grant." Yep. Yeah. And she said, "And she said, if you will take on this task, whatever you don't have to use in expenses, you, keep. you get the key." Yep. I said, "Yes, low. Yes, yes, low. <laughs> Yes, Lord. Um and so and so the Lord opened that door um and we were able to do the conference and it was is eighteen months later,
2: we were in our house. Eighteen months.
1: Now 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 you know they say seven years, don't even think about I it.
2: Don't even think about
1: it. But seven, eighteen months later.
2: Elise <laughs> Queen. In that moment when you were living in that That one room with your husband and your child. Mm. What did you think of your husband in that moment? Oh, please be kind.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, why and how could you? I mean, it was bad. I I thought bad. I'm like, why did he put us in this place? But then I had to say, okay, come on. I'm part of that too. It's not just him. So
2: um, why you say you were part of that? Because that's 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 some be, be, introspective be, stuff.
3: Because we were. It's as one.
2: Talk about it.
3: Um, even though uh, he he was the one that was paying the bills, or but still, I, I have to put myself in that. It's it's not just one person in regards to to that.
2: Because biblically, you're the helpmate.
3: So. So that was
2: the key, I said.
1: But but I'm going to say this though.
2: But it was rough. I'm not going to be. Yeah. So what made you say this? What made you say, "Help me to see"?
1: Because
3: I saw the hurt place in him, and I wasn't going to. We were both hurting together, but I mean, it crushed him, especially to have a child, and you're in your room with your mom.
1: Now 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 this this another one. Um, it was Saturday morning I was I was at a minister's meeting and and she got a knock on the door. They gave her the notice, and I come home. And uh, we're in the bedroom and crying and you know, so the Alexis comes in, what's wrong? And Elise ain't saying nothing to her. And I said, baby we we're gonna have to move. She said, "Where we, where we moving?" I said, "We gonna have moving with Granny." Then she said, "We, we going together?" Mm-hmm. I said, "I said, yeah." Mm-hmm. She looked at us for a minute and she started walking away.
2: That's all she needed to hear. I
1: said, "I said, where you? I said, where you going?" She said, "I'm going to pack." <laughs>
2: sure did. And I thought, Out of the mouth of babes."
1: No, I thought. God, how did you, what? Mm-hmm. How did I deserve that? Yeah. yeah. But, um, it, 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 it showed me, once again, she ain't gonna like this, how you can stay on your honeymoon, even in the bad times. Yeah. When, when, when you let nothing come asunder. There it is. When, 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 you know, no you know, in in sickness and health, richer. And so and so once again, I think the other piece was this. Seven years of courting, I had made enough deposits.
2: To be able to withdraw.
1: Now, now but now watch this. I didn't think I had made Heck, enough deposits. No, you didn't,
2: cause at that point, no, 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 no. Let me ask you this real quick, because I want to talk about this before we wrap up. Seven years. What made it take so long for you to marry her?
3: Well, I know I wanted to finish college first, so that
2: that was the reason why. <laughs>
1: And and then and then the other thing that that I well, you always said you
2: go seven years from from sixteen
1: yeah from six, we got married at twenty four
2: okay um, oh yeah well that, that yeah, don't,
1: right. don't count but
2: but but but
1: it, but <laughs> yeah. it really does kind of yeah. it really kind of does, does it
2: does but not in the sense of where we always say a man because you you still fit the mode of a man knows within six months whether or not he's gonna marry somebody heck you knew before you even <laughs> said she had you at hello she had you at walk by yeah so, so she didn't even speak Listen, to you, you it was, said that it was,
1: it was a purple terry cloth dress
2: he. he, he, he Remember what? what here, one had look on?
1: It, look it here, bro. But um, <laughs> he had um, a purple Terry cloth yeah, yeah, dress. Yeah, yes, Lord. Her, her <laughs> sisters had the same dress on in different colors. I don't remember what colors days was. I don't know what colors they were. Um, uh, Elise, what you think? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy.
2: How yeah, you yeah. just remember that stuff?
3: I don't. Yeah, he's this memory. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um so you still fit the mode uh within six months and you dated her for seven years but yeah. it was literally it, it, but, y'all the, young. but
1: the other dynamic was is i wasn't just marrying her Talk. i was marrying her family too and so Sheesh. and so the family dynamics of how that had to fit in in terms of when we got married and i still was a little bit faster than he wanted than dad wanted well they um, want your way too uh he he said give me give me give me give me a couple more years <laughs> I said, I said, I said, look here. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Now, now uh, uh, fast forward to my wedding. I'll tell you this quick story. I don't know how much longer time I got. But but the two men that have affected my life the most came to me on my wedding day. And my dad kind of reiterated what he said to me at breakfast. Um, Man, if I had done it like you did it, I'd probably still be your mom. But but my father-in-law comes to me. He says, he says Calvin, I need you to know I'm proud of you. And I said, thanks, Mr. Montgomery. He says, "No, no, no! You don't understand. You, you've really done this family well." Mm. I said, man I, "Man, I really appreciate that, Mr. Montgomery." He said, "Listen, you can call me Dad now." Latarius, I said, "Thanks, Mr. Montgomery." It took me about a month to get out of it, um, but but once again, it spoke volumes to me. Now that day I knew that yeah. that day I, it, it it really says something yeah. to me. Um, but, but you ask, why do we wait to seven years? Um, be, because of the family dynamics, you don't when you get married, I, she she married me and all my five brothers and mm-hmm. my crazy uncles, and mm-hmm. she, I married her and her mom and her sisters and her dad. so so, so the the part of the blessing in that long courtship is is, before I could articulate it, I knew about her family dynamic because I spent enough time with her. Right. Um, she knew about mine because we talked about it enough and she could see, uh, it was funny, my, my mom got remarried and, and my, my stepdad was an alcoholic. He was a working alcoholic, like he'd go to work. Yeah. Thing. And we went to a picnic one day, and uh, Elise came to the picnic, and, uh, and I went to go do something, and Eric, come, my brother Eric come running. He said, Calvin, Calvin. I said, what? He said, Elise is talking to Palmer. I was like, okay. okay. Okay, he drunk. I said, "Okay, we." <laughs> you know, but you know, and so and so, you know, we spent that time. When we got a chance to know each other's family, and so, you know, our decisions were were around, and still to this day, um, you know, our families affect and influence our decisions.
2: So, uh, Elise, why did you accept his proposal?
3: That's a good question. It it may be, I just knew that he was the one because of the way he courted me, his persistence. My family loved him. I knew he loved the Lord, which is very important, even though he said he did join the choir just because, but but (laughs) I knew that Calvin, he loves the Lord. And so that was key for me.
1: I love them Jordan's
2: jeans too. Oh
1: listen, because 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 <laughs> you know, listen, listen. I I love the Lord. I really do love the hey man, Lord. Amen. But talk about I, it. I love the Lord. Um, but but I but I am a man who is still striving. Um, I don't, I don't want that ever get lost. <laughs> exactly. and, and and the reason why and, and, and the yeah. reason why is because because so many people will look at our relationship and just
2: think it's all perfect no temptation no struggle yeah. no nothing
1: you know And so when we tell people yeah we, we've talked about divorce yeah 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 yeah, yeah us um, uh, and so and so once again how love can last forever is, is you make sure you understand that it could be taken from you at any moment
2: <sighs> so Elise do you think you'll ever walk away from him do you think you'll ever walk away from
1: her? Man, she couldn't get me to leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> listen, oh, listen. Um, uh, I uh, I told you a little bit about my podcast. I want to tell you just this one quick story. Um, a couple that we that I interviewed. Um, she she is a model. At one point, she was an Ebony Fashion Fair model. He is a retired defensive end for the New England Patriots. Um. But but she was she went to the same high school I went to. She was a freshman when I was a senior. Uh, let me fast forward to the end of it. Um, during the podcast, she 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 acknowledges that she had a crush on me in high school.
2: She said that while y'all was doing it in, the- <laughs> in the podcast,
1: because because one of the questions I asked is what. What relationships influence you before you the one you're married? That's a like, good question. Wanted to know. That's good. Like, how do you see? What happened? Jay says something I can't remember. I- ideation, Eddie?
2: Yeah, he was talking about ideation.
1: I but 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 um, I wanna I wanna try to unpack, like, what's your view on relationships? What's affecting
2: your like, decision on who you're choosing? And so yeah.
1: Jackie Jackie said, interesting enough, you guys. And I was like, and she said, you know, I had a crush on you, Calvin. She said, but. I knew right away you had this girlfriend and, and now now I lived in the suburbs, she lived in the cities. So we they, we, we didn't have cell phones and stuff like that. So yeah.
2: So Y'all they see never each other at saw, church.
1: right? Yeah. But, my, but my school never saw her. Yeah. Right. And her school never saw me. And it was so funny. She just told me today, yesterday, that that both of our schools didn't believe that we existed. <laughs> yeah. Kind of thing. So but she said she said this. She said, she said, but but I watched the way that you would um, be honorable to this. She's a, she to this mysterious girlfriend
2: in high absence,
1: right? She said, but it let me know that that it was possible, right? And I told her things, and then I told her this. I said, part of the reason why you knew Elise existed is because I would say that to keep me accountable. See, because as soon as I said it to you, now 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 it's out there. Um, but then I told her this. I said, I said you do understand. Because as they told their story, some really great stuff came out, um, and and I said, you do realize that your story is going to be a miracle to somebody else. Yes. And she said, what do you mean? I said, the Bible says that miracles were were performed so that you would believe. So so now watch, I'm trying to live right, but to you it's a miracle, because I'm 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 being this honorable man, and it ignited your hope, that it's possible. Yep. But it was me just trying to live right. But for you, it was a miracle. Yeah. And I said, so when people hear your story and you begin to speak to situations in their life, it'll be a miracle to them. Facts. Now, uh um, uh that that's one of the things that, that I admire about you. Is 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 uh the fact that um and I'm sure you've heard this before, but this podcast is a miracle. It, it, is, it has transformed people's lives, and it reminded me of a training that I had in, 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 in chaplaincy. Um, chaplaincy, We had to do this exercise where um, we had to knock on a door and tell a family that family member a family that their family mm-hmm. member died, right And, and um, so when everybody did the exercise, everybody used every word except for dead. They expired. They, you know, mm-hmm. right? And so the counselor came up and the teacher instructor came up and she said, she says, you have to use the word dead. And like all of us were cringing, like, man, I'm going to knock on the door and tell them that they did. And and, and and she said, you have to use that word because when you use that word, it's it final. begins the healing. Yeah,
2: it becomes final.
1: But it begins the healing. Yep. And I said, I said, you just freed me. You, you just freed me to be able to use that word knowing that the Lord was going to use it to bring life. And I say this to you, um, the transparency that you have done in front of the world, um, it, th- that's why the healing is taking place. And so, um, uh, you know, I, I I I watched your episode. She just got finished watching S Zakin's episode and she goes, Oh, Alexis needs to see this. We say, Yeah. But you know, i you know, I went back and I watched some of your other stuff. Um, what the Lord is doing in you, and, and it's because you have been transparent. Church, church folks can't take what you say.
2: No, nah, like the average person can't. And that's what has been such a blessing is because God has been, it's caused a, a ripple effect across the world. Uh, and I'll be honest with you. Like when I first started doing that, I was like, well, this, i start this off in the beginning of the, of, of the podcast, quote unquote, career uh, back in 2020, I said, I can't do another episode unless I first reveal uh about my adulterous lifestyle that i lived when, when i was married and i was like well end of this thing well career suicide for this because at that point i only had like 500 subscribers majority women and that's going to be triggering for a lot of women like, oh here go another dude i don't want to hear nothing he has to say and then before i released it i sent it to my ex-wife and i said i know you never wanted me to talk about this while we were married and i said but i want to you know, give you the honor to watch it before I release it and, and for you to bless it. And she watched it and she said, and this is what I love most about you. She said, because you will own your mistakes. You won't you you and you didn't pass it off on me and say, well, if she would have did this, I wouldn't have cheated. If she would have did this and I just said, I cheated because I had a lack of integrity. And I owned it. And she said That's what I love about you is when you exist in your God space.
1: Dude, let me tell you something. Do you you know that you just articulated what submission is?
2: Mm. Yeah.
1: Submission is the greatest gift that God has given us. And you just articulated to your ex-wife.
2: Yes. Yes.
1: And And so that's why the acceleration of your healing is taking place. Right. If you'll allow me.
2: Go ahead. Go in, Go in in while we um, wrap up.
1: Uh, but you, you need to understand that when you get married the next time, you'll just be getting started. That your healing... See, healing never ends. Never ends. Facts. My favorite verse, Hebrews 1139... Hebrews eleventh chapter is the is the pillar of faith. Faith is something over heavens not seen. But in 39 it says, and all of these people died not receiving their promise. So what makes me in the hall of fame of faith is the fact that I keep on looking for transformation. One more last one and I'll be done because I'm going to start preaching. I'm, I'm gonna stop. I'll but you but, go. but Jesus was talking to the seven disciples, left disciples, and 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 it, Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Go down to the end of that 25th verse. And it says, on that day, Jesus did more miracles than could be numerated. On that day, he did more healing to them seven fellas than he could write in a book. And so part of the way love can last forever is you understand, where is my next healing coming from? Mm-hmm. But but I can't do that if I'm not gonna be transparent. Yes. Not, I can't do that if I'm not gonna be real. I can't I can't I can't get to that healing if if I'm not gonna be real about the deal. So now I get my vertical healing, right? And that's what God does to me. Right? His omni. He he you know, omni all of this. But then there are the, the things that God does through me. Yep. That's why we need helpmates. There it is. And helpmate isn't about gender roles. If you fall into them gender roles great. But but Elise is Calvin's helpmate. Calvin is Elise's helpmate. Facts. Whoever your helpmate is will be your helpmate that you can be open and transparent with. Yeah. Can share anything with. Now watch this. 33 years married, 40 years together. There's still stuff we can't tell each other. Really? healing healing I just did finish doing this series on this. healing requires three components: truth, time, and grace
2: mm and that's the part that stops people from being transparent is the grace I, they they'll say, well, if I share this with you and I know we've known each other for some time, but if I share this with you, then will you actually cover me? Or will you actually be able to say, you know what, I'm not going to judge you by your worst mistake. And not a mistake in the past, but the mistake that you made presently, mm-hmm. i ain't going to say a mistake, a bad choice that you made mm-hmm. presently. I don't think I have a grace to, I don't have the grace to, to cover that. Mm-hmm. And, and the Bible says love covers a multitude of sins. Mm-hmm. And so when you get to that, that beautiful place of love and, and, and y'all are intentional with each other and not gaslighting each other lying and doing all the stuff being manipulative literally trying to serve each other then when you have a mishap or make a bad choice then the person truly sees what you've invested throughout the years and say all right this is an isolated situation not a character flaw but this is an isolated situation that i can let my love cover uh at would you like to say anything before we wrap up um just like calvin
3: says it's, you're always going to be healing and allow the Lord to continue to work
2: and
1: thank all I can say is thank you
2: so y'all have a dope podcast that y'all have together what's the name of that podcast
1: How Love Can Last Forever after all
2: and how, where can people uh, listen to this podcast
1: uh, go to uh, PastorCalGope.com.
2: okay um,
1: on YouTube and and website
2: I'm going to drop a link to the website uh, in the description. I mean, I'm going to drop the website in the description and I'm going to drop a link. Why well, do just, just put the the website link right? Mm-hmm. So it'll show everything. So I drop a link to the website in the description. Go show them some love, go support it, go subscribe, uh, comment, let them know that, hey, I'm here from Dear Future Wifey and uh, show them some love. Man, listen, it's been an honor to talk to y'all. Man, I just I just love it. 33 years in the game. Yes, sir. And so that's very encouraging to me. Uh, it's powerful. Numbers are very significant to me. You said that y'all actually unpacked and understood what, what your marriage truly meant at 30 that's when Jesus Christ started his ministry at 30 then at 33 that's when Jesus Christ uh, ascended Uh, so now I just speak blessings as y'all ascend to a new height a new level in Christ a new level in your marriage a new dynamic in your marriage and I I speak that it causes a ripple effect with everybody that's under the sound of your voice that when they tune into your podcast or people that you meet on the street people that y'all pour into that they see that it's possible they see that it's possible to love on these levels they see that it's possible serve on this level and they see that it's possible to have grace on this level. And so I just wanna encourage y'all and speak blessings over y'all life. Listen, y'all give it up for the coaches. Ladarian, thrusted suddenly into child protective services in 2015. My nephew, black, a boy. The likelihood of being adopted outside of kinship, slim to none. Armani, 16 years old, black, a boy, with five years in the foster care system before I even knew his name. The likelihood of ever being adopted? Yep, you guessed it. Slim to none. While Ladarian and Armani were trying to survive and barely thrive in an overpopulated and underfunded foster care system, I was living my own life, doing well professionally. Having been a single father with a daughter who at that point was doing well in college, it was my time to live my life, right? Wrong. I felt unsettled, tireless, agitated. There are just too many of our black children stuck in ambiguity and in the limbo of the foster care system. In 2017, I legally adopted my nephew Ladarian. Fast forward to 2019, I had no ties to this other young king, but I felt God instructed me to adopt him also, and I obeyed. Starting over with parenting should have Been enough, right? Working with various foster care and adoption agencies to help bring awareness to the countless young black kings in the foster care system should have decreased my agitation, right? Joining the board of directors of Advantage Adoption, an organization that helps find permanent adoptive homes for children in foster care should have led to some type of resolve, right? No, not at all. None of it felt like I had done enough. I now realize that every one of those experiences was laying the fundamental foundation for my life's mission, Kingdom Royale. Kingdom Royale will be a luxury state-of-the-art home for foster boys. Our first location will be in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We will utilize the whole person approach that instills identity, empowers them to advocate for themselves, and enlightens them regarding new perspectives and limitless options that they thought were impossible. Though the young kings will attend the local public schools that are in proximity to Kingdom Royale, our at home curriculum will broaden their worldview through participating in the arts, attending various cultural events, learning about and engaging in multifaceted discussions about current events and even relevant historical contexts, introducing them to gardening and landscaping, and even caring for our animals on our farm and on site stables. We just launched our Startup Capital Campaign with the goal of raising $2.8 million. Now, why $2.8 million? Well, in 2017, I created a web series in which I performed random acts of kindness for targeting the homeless community. One of the most notable successes was that one of the videos went viral, garnering 28 million views. However, one of my biggest regrets is that I didn't raise a single dollar to help in implementing a more sustainable plan for the homeless community. So throughout the years, with much remorse. I reflected on not maximizing that moment. I knew if at that time, just 10% of the viewers donated $1, we would have raised at least $2.8 million that could have really established long-term support for the homeless community, or at least started a long-term initiative to do so. This is my do-over. This is our new beginning. Together, we can attack this at the root by specifically helping our homeless black boys who are already disproportionately represented in the American foster care system. I'm LaTerris R. Whitfield. I've been nominated for three regional Emmys, documenting my work with the homeless, as well as my personal adoption journey. Despite those accolades, the greatest award for me is truly providing the infrastructure for a transformed life. Visit KingdomRoyal.com for more details, crown a king, and make a donation today. You have no idea how much I enjoy talking to the Copelands. I love sitting at the, the feet of wisdom, people who have tried and true their relationship and their marriage i just i love it i love it so when he was on my live i said i definitely had to talk to him because he was so so dope and to meet his wife she's absolutely amazing has this nice regal uh regalness about herself really really like her um so here's my favorite part of the podcast where i speak to my future wifey dear future wifey I'm often questioned by curious social media followers and friends Why I haven't found you yet I wonder if I've met you and the Lord has you hidden in plain sight Am I still waiting on the optical prescription from my Heavenly Father to see you? Or are my eyes still damaged from unhealthy interactions from women in the past That's preventing me from seeing you? Is the God I sing withholding nothing to Withholding you from me? One thing I know for sure is that the culture offers many distractions. Through the power of social media, I have the rare ability to entertain women at the click of a finger. I pray this accessibility doesn't lead to indecisiveness or analysis paralysis. Maybe I should challenge God and create a cold word that you'll say that will identify you as the one. your future hubby. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Remember, be lit, live intentionally and transparently, and don't stop loving. Make sure to subscribe to our Dear Future Wifey YouTube channel. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We welcome your support. Simply share our podcast with your friends and family.